I don't want to have this dog start thinking that the antler is something I should lay down and chew on. I don't want them thinking that it's a toy that I should pick up and play with. I don't want to think of want them picking it up and running around with it, playing keep away with it. Welcome back, guys. Uh, this one's going to be uh, a little quicker, I think, episode. Um, basing it off of a question that I got, and I feel like I really owe the guy an answer. So um, I had sent him an email uh, a few days ago and said that I'm going to record this, and then I never got to recording it. So instead of doing a few questions, because I've got an uh, appointment in 15 minutes, we've got a Zoom call that i got to be on, but I wanted to crank this out um, and get it to you. So let me start right in on it. This is this was a question that came uh, via our website. It says, hello, more outdoors. Thank you for your awesome videos and products. I've recently bought a pretty little mutt mix breed that my family and I named Annie. I'm willing to put some time into the training. I purchased your puppy training and foundations videos, which I intend to utilize very soon. My first question is how soon is too soon for training as Annie is only eight weeks old? The other question I have is how soon do you introduce hard shed antlers into the training sessions. I'd like to see if I can get her trained for shed hunting, but I've heard mixed opinions on giving a real shed antler early on in the puppy's life. Would it be a bad practice to allow her to freely chew on some old sheds that I have laying around? Thanks for advice and insight that you can give me, and I appreciate all you do for this sport and lifestyle. So a um, couple things there. First off, Jim, I want to I want to caution you not to... Um, utilize the calendar or the clock um, to dictate your training progress. That's not the way it works. So the the very simple answer to this, were, so there's a couple questions in here. Uh, first question is how soon is too soon to train Annie at eight weeks old? The day you bring him home, that's the time I start training. So I think that that is something that I really urge people to take advantage of is those early days. Uh, they're just so, well, it's for multiple reasons. I, I think first off, when we bring little puppies home, we want to get them settled in. And you're going to, so my other thought backing up from that uh, in your question here, it says that you have purchased the puppy and foundation videos, which are two separate videos. They are somewhat sequential. I would, I think you're going to apply the puppy training video um, first and foremost. And then you're going to probably start using some of the information in the foundation video in overlapping, um, but they are intentionally done in sequence. So I spent a lot of time thinking out these videos that we've done. They're offered digitally. They're also a DVD format, but they're over three hours each. It really is going to give you a really good condensed look at what we're doing with our dogs for the first 10, 12, 14 months. Majority of my focus is on that. Now, I would recommend, because you have aspirations to shed hunt with this dog, we've got a shed training video as well. That's another three and a half hour video. That really ties into those other two videos. We're working on a gun dog one right now. We're actually filming it right now, um, bird dog and gun dog. Um, we're also working on a blood trailing one, a tracking dog one. So that stuff is coming, but that these videos that we're talking about that we have out there, Jim, I would recommend you watch them all like right now, like I would recommend to anyone listening, you watch them all before you get the dog. And then you go back to them and refer to them as needed. It's kind of like a, a training manual, I guess. Um, 
you should read it all to understand the big picture. And then you should pick apart when and where you insert the different chapters. Well, the same is true with that video series. So watch them all because you're going to have vision. Like one of my biggest issues with Makina, the setter that I'm training right now, one of my things that held me up the most, I would say over the last, she's 11 months old now. So over the last nine months of training, one of the biggest things that I've struggled with is not knowing where I want to go because I don't, I, I haven't experienced it myself. So like I've researched and dug into and talked with all these trainers and read reading. I continue to read books and reading another one. I just got another one, a Bob Whaley book, um, Wing and Shot, I'm starting to read. Like I've read a whole bunch of them and I've watched a whole bunch of videos and I've talked to a whole bunch of trainers. None of them are the same, but all of them are similar in a lot of ways. And some have very unique things in them. And I'm picking and choosing what works best for me. But the biggest thing that I've struggled with is not knowing what the end should look like. So how do you know how to get there if you don't know what it looks like when you when you do get there? So I think that watching these videos ahead of time gives you vision of the path and vision of the destination type stops that you're going to um, come across in this journey. So that's part of it. Um, the day you pick them up is the day you can start shaping them because they're just such, they're such blank slates and such easy things to manipulate and shape and mold. So you should be starting training immediately. The idea of the shed, I do not like dogs, young dogs chewing on sheds for multiple reasons. One of them is, is the issue I had with my dog was I threw an antler for it. It poked itself. It didn't want to retrieve anymore. Now it wasn't super young. It was six months old, but still pretty young. That was a, a big mistake. It's like creating a gun shy dog. That's what I did with this dog. That's what motivated me and kind of gave me the idea of, well, create something that looks like it, but won't run the same risks. So that's where the training dummy came in. I wouldn't let the puppy play with or chew on the training dummy either. It's not going to poke them or hurt them or jab them, but it also is going to form habits. And so back to this idea of eight-week-old puppy starts forming habits immediately, make sure they're the good ones because they're going to pick up on the bad habits just as quickly as they will the good ones. Sometimes it seems like the bad ones come even faster and stick longer. So what I don't want is with you got to look at the end goal of what you want your shed dog to do. I want them to search, find, and bring back to me. I don't want them to search, find, lay down, and chew. And so what we're doing with dogs when they're early, when they're little, is we're forming desirable, forming habits, desirable and undesirable, and you have to recognize that. So don't form one that's undesirable that will need to be trained out later. It makes your life a lot more efficient. Don't make the mistake in the first place is the idea. So I don't want to have this dog start thinking that the antler is something I should lay down and chew on. I don't want them thinking that it's a toy that I should pick up and play with. I don't want to think of want them picking it up and running around with it. Playing keep away with it is one thing that can happen. But just picking it up and dropping it and going on to the next thing that's interesting. You got to remember these young dogs have really short attention spans. So it might pick up an antler with excitement and then go, oh, there goes a leaf that blew across the yard. Drop the antler, go get the leaf. All of this stuff is behavioral shaping habits. I don't want that. I want the dog, when we start working on antler stuff, to be first off capable of understanding what it is we're trying to put in them. But then when it comes to the actual work that we're doing, make it be the steps we want them to. It's the same thing with a, a training dummy. I'm looking at a training dummy on my counter right now. The last thing I want is for them to look at a training dummy and go, that's something that lays around the house and I walk by 50 times a day, pick it up three times a day and play with it. And 47 times I walk by it. Because the reality is, is the habit is formed by repetition. 47 versus three, what habit will be formed stronger? The habit of just walking past it. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I do think Jim, that you had mentioned that you, that you're going to start listening to some of the podcasts as well. in in our email response back and forth here, I would recommend digging into that podcast deeply. I'd recommend our YouTube channel as well. There's going to be a lot of topics that are going to be similar to the question you asked but a little bit of different twist based on what the person specifically asked me. But you're going to get a much better feel. Go listen, go watch some of our, on YouTube, we've got playlists, lots of playlists. Um, one of them is seminars, I think, is what how Ben has it set up. So we've done a lot of seminars over the years, and we record. We started recording them later on. And there's a lot of times where I talk about, you know, seminars only an hour long. And so we really kind of hit highlight stuff. And some of this philosophy and ment- mindset and approach to training a shed dog is touched on the surface there. That'll give you a really good like overview. And then you want to dig in deeper by digging into some of these podcast episodes. That shed training video is the manual, quote unquote, that I've put together video-wise for the process. But then watch some of the series on YouTube um, of some of these dogs. Some of these dogs, I've got 150 videos of specific dogs from when they're eight, 10 weeks old to the point that they're a year, two years old and we're hunting in the field with them. So those are all tools and resources that I think, unfortunately, there's not just one that I would point you in the direction to say, here's the end all be all. I think you got to gather a lot of information. You got to sift through what's going to work for you, sift through what's going to work for your dog and then apply it accordingly. So that's a quick, relatively quick one for you guys today, but it's a, it's a, it's a one that I had to get to for Jim. Um, I'm going to hand this off to Ben. Ben's coming up for the Zoom call here uh, shortly, and I'll hand it off to him, and he'll get it live. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate your help. Here comes Ben. He's walking in. He's going to interrupt this. He's on the phone as well. So appreciate you guys supporting me. Um, Come on in, Ben. I already told him you're going to wreck this podcast, but uh, thank you for that. Continue to do it. We're going to continue to record for you guys. He might end up editing this out in the end anyway. If not, it'll be a realistic look at how we record this stuff in my kitchen. Talk to you soon. Good luck in your training. Enjoy it and have fun.